Warning, this podcast contains strong language, graphic nudity, and depictions of extreme stupidity and is meant only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Or not, you do you. Hello. Hi. I didn't know who you were talking to. I thought you were just talking to the void. This is where you say hi. 2024 is off to a great start. I'm Amanda. I'm Evan. And this is a podcast... That has a name that I did not say. It's the worst podcast on Mars. Is the podcast where we talk music, but this is a little itty bitty baby, tiny, small reviews days episode. And before I tell you what it is, although you can totally read it by the episode notes, um, we're gonna do something a bit different for our, our reviews day episodes this year. We're attempt. <laughs> We're going to try highlighting an artist or a group from each state here in the United States. Um, so this time... Well, I want to clarify something that there may be artists that were originally formed in... Like, they they met in college in Indiana, mm-hmm. but you associate them with Pennsylvania. So, yes, they formed over here, but you associate them with this state. Okay, so... So, there are a couple artists, like, that was born in Kentucky, but as a baby grew up in Washington. So, that would classify as Washington, not Kentucky. Okay, so this week we're doing Almond Brothers. Are they from Georgia or not They were, from what I could tell... I just said Georgia. (laughs) From what I could tell, they were formed in Florida... But within, but we're primarily based out of Georgia shortly thereafter. So were they close to the Florida Georgia line? Yes. <laughs> so they are classified as Georgia for this. Okay. So we're going to do um, at Fillmore East. Which is, I don't think in Georgia, but I don't know where that venue is. New York. Yeah, that's close. But um, Evan, tell us when it was released. Which version? The original, original version? Original, original version. July 6th, 1971. Okay. So for these, I give you just a little bit of background before we get into our our reviews because these are ones, and I know I didn't say it, um, so if you're new here, welcome. But we do, on Tuesdays, we do shorter ones, but I still like to give you a little bit of background, um, whereas on Fridays, we're pulling from that Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame list of 200 definitive albums, so I try to give you more information as much as I can. And I was shocked with the amount of information I got from one source here. Normally for these little Tuesday episodes, I get nothing and it's a struggle, but I got so much. So here we go. You ready? No. I don't think so. At Fillmore East is considered to be the greatest rock live release. The double album, which was the Almond Brothers' third release, is thought to hold the gold standard of blues, blues-based rock and roll. The recording of a live album so early on in their career was a strategic move. Their first two albums, which were the Almond Brothers Band and Idle Wild South, didn't do so well. What the band and their management realized was that those first two albums didn't capture the energy the band had because of the energy of their crowds, which one article called Rabid. Kind of like Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Their live shows were better. Uh, The only way to capture all of that was to record a live album. 
The album was recorded over four sessions split over two days. Out of the 28 recorded songs during that time, only seven were picked for the original release. The album was also, quote, people-priced. That meant it was being sold at $3 below standard list price for a double album. At Fillmore East became a hit, with Rolling Stone calling the Allman Brothers, quote, the best damn rock and roll band by that fall. At Fillmore East became the Allman Brothers' first gold album. So I thought that was really neat. They, um, instead of their management and their their label being like, oh, you guys, you're we think you're great, but the people don't think you're great, so sorry, we're going to cut you loose. They're like, we see you, and we see how your fans react to you in person. Let's record that energy, and let's get it out there and see what you can bring in. And so they... They tried it, and then, not only that, they sold it at a really good price, so that way more people could have access to it. They could afford it, and it got a, you know got them more exposure, and that was the exact right move, because this is the album that blew up for them. Only 90 days after the band finished recording... The owner of the Fillmore asked that the Allman Brothers come to play one last time as he was closing up and wanted them to be their last band. Just a few weeks after the Fillmore closed its doors for good, At Fillmore East was released, forever linking the two in pop culture. So you can't even go there anymore. There's a couple other of those places. Yeah, but they, you know, they did so great. The owner's like, I want you guys to come back and be my last show. And then the band released all that stuff, and it was just amazing. So thank you to my sources. Um, thank you to the Almond Brothers Band at Fillmore East by Alan Paul, published twenty twenty, <laughs> published in two thousand four on loc.gov. Do you know what loc is? Library of Congress. Library of Congress. Um, and thank you to at Fillmore East the Almond Brothers Band by Grayson ha- Haver Curran, published April tenth, twenty twenty two on Pitchfork.com. So. Now that we've done the background, the way we do these little small ones is the person who picked it have to tell us why, and then the person who didn't pick it gives us their review first. So, Evan, this one was your pick. And I have I have more information about my pick, just okay. in general. So, this idea was brought to me of, hey, let's try and hit all 50 states. So, I came up with a list for all the states. So, the list that we're working off of was my idea but some of them are here you you take a state and you here's your artist you come up with the album Mm -hmm. so technically these were all if you don't like the artist you can come at come at her because this was her idea to give to me so there's that um but you never gave me a chance you what you should have done is we could have split the states evenly and i could have done my own research but instead, you were doing the controlling thing and being like, here are your artists and your say, so you have to pick from their body of work. I tried to reduce your burden because you do all the research, so I tried to do something to help. Uh-huh. Why did you pick this one? Almond Brothers or this album specifically? Well, we picked... We, okay, we have the list of artists for the rest of the year. I don't know. 
I have up till like through June planned based on certain things that we're going to do like February is Black History Month so I focused on black artists and then March is Women's History Month so I focused on women artists and then there's some that like I had said our first Friday episode is going to be this what would pair good with that and you said well let's do Almond Brothers. Let's do a white wine. Oh my god. So why Fillmore East? I knew I've I've wanted to listen to Almond Brothers for a while, and it was I started looking at the catalog, and it was like okay, I wanted the first album, eh? Second album, eh? I wanted to do something with I. It was it Dwayne was the one that was that died early on. I think so. I believe so. I wanted to do something. With both brothers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, these are my choices. And then I was looking at it, I was like, well, from what I understand, Fillmore is considered the best out of this block. Mm-hmm. And then it was, oh, okay, well, there's, it's kind of like Folsom where they did multiple shows, but kind of did a hodgepodge of which songs they released from which show. So there's the basic. And then I was like, okay, well, there's a version that has, because they did another partial live album a little bit after this with a couple extra tracks. Okay, well, let's take those tracks because this is from the same thing. And then there's a version after that with, like, all four shows, like the full show of each of them. It's like, uh, that's a little bit too much. So this is, the be- the version that we did is the basic version plus a few extras from the shows that were thrown in like i think mountain jam i think is what it is isn't on the original release right but that's associated with this with these shows so we did that as well mm-hmm. so it's more that it was the best option of what was available in his lifetime mm-hmm. so i like how you use the terms few extra songs Mm-hmm. Because the original version was seven tracks, and this was not. And I'll I, get to that in my. I review. think this was ten, ten or eleven. Let me let me okay. get to my review. So I knew going into this one that this would be an album where I knew the band name and would recognize a bunch of songs as they played, but wouldn't be able to put the two together on my own. Um, I was also really surprised that you picked a live album. Knowing my... Yeah, but after reading a bit more of the background on it, I get it. And I know you also had a hard time picking out which version to do. Like we just said, the original one only had seven tracks. The one you gave me did not. It had over two hours worth of music. Yeah, it's two and a half. 220. I, I knew that it was going to be a lot for someone that can't give you an Almond Brothers song by name. <laughs> so... Um, wait, Jessica. I was going to say it's Jessica. Rambling Man. Can you stop? I usually list the tracks for these small ones, but there are so many that I didn't do that this time. So I'm just doing an overall. Um, overall, it wasn't bad. And I think it was a really good marketing idea. That, that was a really smart strategy. It did a great job showcasing the band. I like and I kept Stormy Monday because of the blues feel to it. I really like the guitar solo in um, in memory of Elizabeth Reed. I didn't keep it because I don't think I'd want to listen to it over and over again. But 
as a live song, I can imagine that it would be incredible to see. Same thing for the middle of You Don't Love Me. I can see why this album did so well. It absolutely captured that live energy that you just can't fully grasp in a studio. And I also caught the clang, clang, clang with the trolley and Joy to the World in there too. I don't know if you caught those. No. So a, a lot of the songs had solo breaks mm-hmm. and you can tell based on what was played that the musician was given a set amount of bars to just do what they wanted. And I heard clang, clang, clang with the trolley and Joy to the World as part of their like solo. And as long as the stuff is in the same key, I mean, you can play whatever in that period of time. But um, listening to it over and over again, wouldn't want to do. But seeing it live, I think, is fantastic. I began to tap out beyond those first seven. This was, this the way this was recorded was done a lot like at Folsom Prison was. Uh, multiple shows where they picked song from each. So there was a lot of extra stuff that wasn't on the original release. I just didn't care for all that extra stuff that was on here. For a true Almond Brothers fan, I get it. But just as someone passing through, I didn't want to sit through a 20-some minute song and then a 30-some minute song that features very long solos. In person, that's great. And the audience really gets a lot of show for their money. But on an album, yeah, it, they, it, they That's what they were yeah. known for. So I figured once I found out that that was a possibility. Yeah. I, I needed that visual and personal experience. But I, like I said, I ended up keeping Stormy Monday, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to keep anything, really. Um, personally, I gave it a C-, but as a marketing concept for the band, I gave it an A+. That was really smart. So, there's my review. Would you like to give yours? I can, if that's what this is. This is my turn to to speak. Yes. So, I'll say offhand that I didn't keep anything. Okay. You know, it's I've listened recently to a lot of King Crimson, who is kind of that same style. It's more progressive, but there's a lot going on, and it's just it seems to go on for however long. There's a, there was a live show that they did, well, there was a live album that they did for one of their tours in the early 70s, where they would play 21st Century Schizoid Man, mm-hmm. and the second disc of this live album starts, it's got the, it's got the main part of that, and then there's a solo in the middle, and then there's a little bit more verse at the end. So what they did is they took the first verse up to the solo from one show and then they basically took bits and pieces from other performances on that tour and turned it from a seven minute song to a 45 minute song so first verse is not same as the first or next verse same as damn it how does that go i don't know okay sorry so i don't have an issue with listening to something like that or yes is another one of those that they have a lot of tracks that are over 12 to 15 minutes that are just kind of not jams but they're they're studio recordings but it's just like okay here here you go you do your thing or from what i understand fish is like that grateful dead's like that which I, neither of those i've gotten into but that's something that i i 
don't mind having on in the background mm-hmm. as a sit down and listen to this album repeatedly i can't do it but sitting down and listening to it while i'm playing a game and having that be the soundtrack because mountain jam which is the half hour one did not seem like a half hour to me it was just one of those like oh apparently it's a half hour later than i thought it was it yeah. it felt it felt it didn't none of it felt forced to me so i liked it as an album as music but i don't think it's something that i want to listen to repeatedly but i'm glad that that's the one i picked of theirs good so b minus c plus range somewhere in that range okay i i think it was a good I, i think i like that style more than you do like these extended pieces i don't think i don't I'm not saying that I have a longer attention span when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I have a more I have a higher tolerance mm-hmm. for some of these just extended jam pieces. Like you have you don't have an issue with like the jazz versions of it. The the same way you feel about like the jazz versions like the bitches brew is the way I feel about this, about the rock versions. Yeah. And it's I mean it's good, but I don't know to sit and just listen to it over and over again you know i i don't know but it would be a fantastic show there's that visual component when you're watching somebody play that i just it it, but this did exactly what it needed to do it got them more like it it brought them more fans it got them out there and it it went gold for them it did it did great so it's i mean it it was a great album but I'm wondering if you take these songs and just take out all the extra solo stuff and, you know, everything that showcases how great they are. Well, Mountain Jam wasn't on... Is That's not on an album. That's that's specifically a live piece that's, that's, uh, that showcases everybody... It's everybody gets a solo on this. That that's yeah. that's not an album piece, but yeah. yeah, some of these are extended solos. Yeah, but I think it's a good pick, um, given you know what we have coming up next. It I think it is a great connection to that. So so I'm batting a, I'm batting a thousand to start the year. For now, it is only the second day. Hey, I'm so still batting a thousand to start now. the year. But thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Threads at Instagram. Hold on, Instagram and Threads at Worst Pod on Mars. I am not starting off the year so great. Find us on Facebook at Worst Podcast on Mars, and you can send us an email Worst Pod no Worst Pod on Mars at gmail dot com. And hi, Evan. I'm here. Um, come back Friday where we do these longer episodes where we're pulling from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of 200 definitive albums. See you then. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.